0: the RuPaul's Drag Race recap show for All-Star Season 8, Episode 2, titled, It's RDR Live! My name is Joe Batanz and I am joined, as always, by two salubrious co-hosts. First from the podcast pod is my key, please say, Aww. welcome, pussy. To, ta- <laughs> to Taylor the Latte Boy. Hello, Taylor the Latte Boy. Joseph, how are you? I'm doing very well. Oh my god, it's been a whole week since we talked. A whole week? You know, I gotta tell you, and before we bring on the next co-host, there were three weeks where I was trying to find shit to do and I'd be so bored between Drag Race, Season 15, and All-Stars 8. No. nothing. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> and then fucking the same goddamn fucking day as this new season comes out, they drop Tears of the Kingdom. And I've had, to, like, a little child be like, little Joey Diaz, you have to get your homework done, and then you can play Breath of the Wild. I've been playing till, like, 2 in the fucking morning. Anyway.
1: Replace Tears of the Kingdom with Scruff, and you and I are leading the exact same life. <laughs> well, yeah. I suppose
0: if it was me in, like, 2004 or something like that, who's Scruff? I mean, I'm done with those apps. They're awful. You're, if you want to talk about Scruff, you got to talk to our next queen from the forthcoming... <laughs> Afterthought podcast, Rulaska Thoughts, the replacement for the canceled Bring It to the Runway, please, uh, say, she up here trying to stir the pot to <laughs> this <laughs> Roberto Mata. Hello, Roberto Mata.
2: Uh, hey, Joe, how are you?
0: Taylor, I gotta tell you a story. But me fade out. The <laughs> oh, again. God, that's story. not a
2: fucking answer. The other day. So you're not doing well, that's good.
0: I'm talking to this room. <laughs> I'm talking to this Robert.
2: I don't Robert has a memory like a
0: steel trap. So I don't remember what we were talking about and how we got into this. But he brings up Delta work, right? Mm-hmm. And how much he mm-hmm. loves her and how amazing he is. Um, she is, I'm sorry. And mm. blah 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 blah. And I am like, oh yeah, you know, like we have some mutual friends and I I wanna sort of like maybe I, there's a lot that Delta and I've heard about that we would agree on maybe we can become friends we're both fat latinos from southern california right and this robert says to me he goes "Man, nah, i don't think she'd like you
2: i and, did and I go say exactly that
0: yeah and then i go what and he goes you have to understand something delta and i are cousins <laughs> oh, and i go what about me and you and he goes hmm maybe second cousins <laughs> and then he goes and then he goes Taylor I'm not kidding then he goes you have to do something Delta is like super smart and witty and and quick and funny and I was like it's, so go ahead it's, Robert
2: and, and then yeah. what did I say oh he goes
0: the, the, he goes you are those things too but kind of like a shticky comic
2: and I was no. like no I said that you perform with showmanship, and Delta doesn't do that. Delta Delta performs like a sort of like cynical bitter old women <laughs> on Yelp. Oh, work like that too. Mm-hmm. And then Joe, you're just you're just out here spitting jokes. You know what I mean? By like the way, for the, Europe-
0: for the Europeans, we really do drink out of these cups. This is you know this is one of those big things that Europeans think they think it's a made up Hollywood thing. And uh, I mean, if you're an adult, you shouldn't. You know, but, well, that's uh, an
2: off-brand one, Joe. This
0: is an off-brand one, but they, yeah, but that's not a
2: solo. No, it's not Uh-oh. a solo.
0: You know, you know who would have a solo? Delta.
2: <laughs> Delta would have, <laughs> a, have solo? a solo in like twelve different colors. I yeah. love when I roll up to a party and they have red solo cups in green and blue and pink and black. You know the whole to do. Actually, there's this party in LA called Hot Dog, where you you use the red the red solo cup of the designated color to your sexual position. So, like, if you're a top, you wear you use red. If you're a bottom, you use pink. Blah 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 blah. What do you mean it's the hanky code but attention. solo cups? Exactly, exactly. Oh, hanky code that throws me back. <laughs> That's actually that
0: was actually Taylor's drag name in college.
3: Hanky yeah, code.
0: <laughs> yeah, Robert. Let me ask you this question. Are you prepared to tell us what color you use?
2: Uh, sure. I don't remember the verse color, but I think it's blue. So I would use blue because oh. it depends on the day. Uh-huh. Unless it's power top day, then I think it's a black cup. Oh, power top is
0: black. What's power bottom?
2: Brown. I don't re- uh, probably hotter pink. <laughs> I don't think there are that many
1: options. Maybe you uh-huh. just hold two pink cups. Holographic. It's, it's, it's an iridescent cup. That's the, that's the power bottom one. That'd be sick.
0: So, you know, that Robert, Taylor and I have been done an episode. But, you know, Robert, what have you been doing since the – What? how did you spend your drag race break? Uh, uh,
2: Doing what I normally do, which is I go to work. I wake something. up. I roll over. I go to work. Um, I go to the gym. I come back. And then I do whatever. I went to some comedy show with some really great, like, social media comics recently. And I was surprised that a lot of them were able to translate themselves from Instagram or TikTok to stand-up. You would have hated it, as I could see by your side eye. But the youth, some of them have jokes. Just some of them, <laughs> the though. youth have jokes.
0: <laughs> I, um, some of the fine yeah. people I've ever seen have been uh, the youth. But, um, yeah, anyway.
2: Yeah, so shit like that.
0: And insulting me. <laughs> <laughs> This week, Girls Get Sketchy in a maxi-challenge send-up of SNL called RDR Live. On the runway, the category is Net Gala. In the end, Kahana Montrese and Naisha Lopez were placed in the bottom. As the top all-star of the week, Jimbo lip-synced against Pangina Heels in a battle for their legacy. In the end, Pangina won the lip-sync and was forced to name the queen the cast had voted to go home. In the end, your favorite drag queen's least favorite drag queen, Neisha Lopez, won a spot in the fame games and a new and a one-way ticket home. Let's start with our very special guest, this Roberto Mata. And, um, oh, wait a minute. This just occurred to me. Here's another private conversation. So, I don't know if Robert still is going back to the Afterthought uh, uh, channel.
2: A little bit. A little bit.
0: But he calls me. He goes... I got to tell you about this uh this little quirk you have. Right? <laughs> and I go, "Yeah, what is it?" He goes, "You do this thing where you say like if you're like, upset about you like this soju." And I go,
2: "Girl, not even not even upset. It's about everything. Every, like you could trip over a piece of sidewalk and you're like, "This fucking concrete." Yeah, but my for girl, we've anything. been anything.
0: We've been done you. I mean, I have a show well,
2: called This Joe Batanz.
0: And then why do you think that that a uh, gay guy called and said, this Roberto Mata.
2: Exactly. That's what I was connecting it to. I was, oh. At first, I thought that it was his own genius way of framing something. But now I know that it's uh, an homage to me.
0: Yeah. An homage does it all
2: originate me. with you?
0: It mm-hmm. does. Anyway, uh, Roberto Mata, give us the two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not.
2: Oh, it would be so much easier to give you two things I didn't like about the episode and one thing I did. You can do Um, that if you like. No, but I wrote two things because I'm nothing if not an optimist. So one thing I liked is that that they tried a completely different type of challenge, which I always appreciate, even if sometimes it's a miss. I I do like getting a different prism through which to view the queen's charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. So uh, that new... Whether or not it was a success, I think we'll talk about soon, but that particular uh, inventiveness was fun to see. And then the second thing I liked is sort of piggybacking off of that, which is that they had this- What
0: did you just call us?
2: (sighs) Nothing. My second cousin. They had a random dig at Ross Matthews Drag Brunch during their weekend update, which fucking killed me. I don't know why they were committed to talking shit on drag queens who are probably on that season who have been at- Ross Matthews Drag Brunch. Is it in Palm Springs? Yeah. I think it's throughout Southern California. Really, whatever Mexican restaurant is open to having them on a random Tuesday afternoon. (laughs) But cracks me the fuck up. I love digs like that. And everyone who's not here for a Ross Matthews joke. Not from him, but about him.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, And the one thing I didn't like. (laughs) uh, The one thing you did like? (laughs) Yeah, I love those. Oh, okay. What's what's wrong with that? (laughs) It, It was a hard episode to like Find high points. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't. My, one thing I didn't like all around is that I don't understand why this show's obsessed with portraying cat characters. Why the fuck is there yet another bitch dressed up like a cat? Like, cat, pussy, sure. I guess that was funny once in like third grade, but it is not the need. We don't, we don't need to found an entire mythos off of kitty girl bullshit. Why the yeah. fuck? I'm sorry. Yeah every fucking week there. this
0: RuPaul says it every week she's like "Category is
2: I'm and like, I'm oh, fine with that but why the fuck are people dressing up like cats it's like every all-star season a runway category is like be a cat sell this chocolate bar as a cat it be this cat character who you're never going to succeed as on the weekend update it's just no more cats But more pussy, sure.
0: Wow. Robert with his ChatGPT thesis here on the episode. Taylor, what about you? What were the two things you liked about the episode and the one thing you
1: didn't? So I've taken a year off from the show, and I had a commitment to myself that I was going to be more positive for All-Stars 8, and they are Mm -hmm. certainly setting me up to fail this episode. (laughs) This this one was a rough episode. Uh, The two things that I liked were... I liked the um, the opening of RDR where it was like a real show where they had them all like where they standing against like you stole mine d- is that oh one of the two go- yeah like that was the best part of the show and it was yes. just like oh like for that split second I was like oh this might actually be good and yeah. then you realized it wasn't mm-hmm. um, the other thing I liked was the uh, reveal. Of Pangina, just given the whole history with Jim. No, that that was my. Taylor, uh, by, by, by,
0: Taylor did a death drop. And she was so <laughs> excited what you just heard with
2: Taylor did a death drop. So I'm sorry, I, I think the ballroom community is telling me it's called a dip <laughs>
1: <laughs> and not a shiplam. Yeah. So. Um, I, I I liked – I got excited for that. Much like the intro for RDR Live, I got excited for that and was immensely disappointed in that as well. Um, <laughs> and I think that'll be the thing that I don't like was I was expecting something a lot better from Pangina, honestly. Um, and no, that's that's not the thing that I like the least. That's one of the things I like the, the least. But just some of the sketches were horrible. But it shouldn't surprise anybody.
0: Well, Okay. First of all, you stole my number one, which was the opening of RDR Live. It was, they did a good job really recreating that SNL uh, opening uh, theme. The second thing, you guys did not mention this. But maybe it's a pet little thing of mine. Hallelujah that this Fakakta Nasha Lopez is gone. I hate her. I've I never hate. liked her. Why?
2: I don't like her. I don't like she, her. She elicits an actual response from
1: you. You know
0: what's so funny? is This has come up now on Reddit, and I was like, other people felt the same way I did? I thought it was so cringe on season eight when she came in with uh, Bitches, I'm Back. was peak cringe for me, but I didn't know other people felt the same way. And, you know, to be honest with you, I was glad she was gone. And Let's actually talk about this now, because there's not much to talk about in the next <laughs> episode. I, am, I was glad her. she was gone, but <laughs> I was like, uh, I feel bad. She was trying to get, you know, the redemption and she's been hosting the fucking shows at Roscoe's and blah, 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 blah. You know, this must have really sucked. And I was kind of feeling sorry for her. And, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend because I'm not a big James Mansfield fan. She had all these growths coming out of her face and stuff. like went over But the way. <gasps> Jesus! She, I'm just, listen, I call balls and strikes. When I interviewed her at the season nine finale, let me talk about the season nine finale
2: what a meander are you playing tears of the kingdom right now like <laughs> let's let's get to the problematic city i was just gonna say you know they
0: they whenever you go to the finale i've been to a lot of them they they level the applause so like <laughs> oh Alexis, <my>
2: God. <laughs> i did
0: i did that for robert because robert does they say is that new every information. year information yeah anyway this nation i don't know if you saw this taylor uh at Roscoe's. Nasha had the pleasure of interviewing herself because she went home. <laughs> and she said that that there so I so I had seen this before I saw the episode. So everyone should know for the for the recap, I only watched episode one, even though both dropped, because I wanted to do episode one as if I hadn't seen episode two. I didn't want to be like, well, you know, the next episode, and I might do that by accident. So I only watched episode one, and it wasn't until I published episode one that I watched episode two. But I had already seen the headlines on Reddit that Naisha said uh, at Roscoe's that the the production was really trying to push James and that you missed in the edit that James was really bad, but they hit it, right? And so I was like, oh, okay. So I I believe it or not, when I saw the headline, I sort of believed her, right? I was like, okay, Uh well, let me see what happens when I see this. And so then they, I, my, I thought they were setting up James because James is like, uh, like I always wished I could be on SNL. I'm not an actor. I'm like, oh, this bitch is going to be so cringe, right? Be so bad. I think she was one of the strongest ones. James Mansfield, I don't see what edit they're talking about because she was in... I'm not saying she was great, but she was one of the strongest queens in the whole thing. She really yeah. carried the sketch. She did it perfectly. And so... So I was like, oh, this nation, of course, this nation is bringing down, you know, coming for James. This is what she does. And then did you guys see this thing now where like uh, King James, formerly known as Tyra Banks, not Tyra Banks. Um, Sanchez. Tyra, Tyra Sanchez. Sanchez. Okay. I was in, I knew about this, that Tyra Sanchez then came for nation. It was like, Yo, why are you riding my dick? And, and they had this war. Yeah. Somebody said on Reddit and I'm all, oh, this is 100% the case. That when Naysha was talking shit about James Mansfield at Roscoe's, that King James thought she was talking about him. And that's why she came for Naysha. She confused the James. She thought Naysha was coming for Tyra.
2: I have completely <laughs> different narratives.
0: <laughs> and so, but I think James, as we know what we know about James, I think King James even probably has realized this now, but we'll still stick to the story because it it he's gonna do that you know know. double down
2: allegedly um during canada versus the world was asked during one of her roscoe viewing parties was asked if james should be allowed to be on all winners too and she said no he's like not a drag queen performer anymore and that was like six months ago so it seems like james ross heard that held on to it also knew the drag race girl drama grapevine that Nation was eliminated early in her next season so then I think just held on to it until it was the perfect time to like pile on to someone who was already going through something shitty publicly which is also pretty shitty
0: I'm here for it I'm here for these shitty people doing shitty things to each other fuck James fuck <laughs> James, Man- you know what James Manfield annoys me she's he, gotten a little he's better he's like that kid a in little. school who picks his boogers in front of you you know
2: oh yeah <laughs> down. I knew
0: this kid. I can't remember his name. I knew this kid and the only other faggot kid in my class he sat across the room from me in physics class Oh, Chris Cargo. His name was Chris Cargo and Chris Cargo literally would sit in class legitimately looking like this
2: Like Kahana Montrese in a confessional?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and this faggot kid and I would look at each other and we would both do the face to each other, right? But I didn't hate Chris Cargo james mansfield like chris cargo to me
2: i don't know if anyone will get this reference on the call but for the listeners james mansfield reminds me of bulby from the jimmy neutron show if you were to see it you would
1: know is that a read
2: oh it's a read
1: <laughs> i meant towards us because we're old it's a, we wouldn't know it's a, it's, well, why,
2: why the fuck would either of you be watching the jimmy neutron television show because that i have to have something to talk about with my dates anyway <laughs> i think now they're into that jojo siwa
0: no i wouldn't i would never ever date someone who was in the jojo siwa
2: anyway we haven't even
0: gotten to the show yet after monica's <laughs> elimination jimbo reveals she would have sent monica home i didn't even say oh i didn't who cares
2: i told you you meandered way past the fucking shrine girl like where are we <laughs> And things got awkward
0: when the three queens who voted for Darian had to explain their thought process. The next day, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's maxi challenge. The queens will star in a sketch comedy send-up of SNL called RDR Live. Back in the workroom, the queens read over the character breakdowns. Everyone pretty much gets everyone pretty much gets the roles they wanted except for Heidi and Nasha who both want a desk anchor role. Nasha gives up the fight and settles for the remaining role which again, not to meander, I called Taylor after I watched episode two. What are the fucking odds that I talk about Mr. Blackwell on an episode? And then on episode two, they make a Mr. Blackwell joke. That's the name of Nacia's character yeah. was Dr. Blackwell. Robert. Uh, oh, no, that's not Robert. It's Taylor. What were your thoughts here on everything that happened from the elimination, from the next day, and in the workroom?
1: I appreciate that there. it seemed like there was a divide in the votes. Normally, we kind of see where it becomes almost unanimous more often than not, but not only that there wasn't just one girl, but there were multiple there were multiple queens that voted for Darian, um, even though they all kind of said the same reason why it it stirs up a little bit of drama. That's my fear with this season is that we're not going to get a whole lot of drama, despite the fact that we have people like Jimbo and Candy on. I want to I, I want to see some uh some backstabbing i want to see some some fighting i want to see some teeth uh bared
2: robert uh it really hit the same story beats that they hit every all-stars the girls are surprised at how emotional it is to send one of their own home right and they're like oh my god i can't believe i almost cried did you almost cry oh it was terrible and i mean monica beverly hills i guess Rhetorically, won over several of these girls by saying the same thing that she said since she walked in on season five, which is, "I've been through so much to be here, and I'm a badass bitch." And no, I, the camera's on, so I can't show any of it. And it's just like, well, that's that's that, I guess. Yeah. So um, I would have voted her ass home too. I was with, the, my heart just was reminded
0: with me of something. I said this on Discord, but I'll say it here. I rarely comment on the show. This show, Drag Race recap, as a listener. But I didn't notice when we were recording that Lori kept referring to her, Monica Beverly Hills, just as Beverly Hills.
2: <laughs> I noticed that. And
0: it was when I heard the episode and she kept saying it, it was pure camp. I don't know why I never noticed it. And I was living for every time. She was like, well, Beverly Hills did this. And I <laughs> was living for it. I just, want, I just want Lori to know that if she ever hears this. Okay. Two couple of things. I don't know if this has always been an all-star thing, but why does the winner wipe off the lipstick mirror message? shouldn't Shouldn't Darian have been the one wiping off the lipstick mirror message? Why was it Kahana? Robert, answer for them, please.
2: Well, I think it (laughs) makes more sense to have the winner do it because they're the one person who's always going to be there. Whereas as the season goes on, they'll have several girls in the bottom, and then they'll. Like we don't need to see. Like, are you going to be oh. the one to wipe off the mirror? Are you going to be the oh, one to wipe okay. off the mirror? You know, know. it just there's. It makes more sense to have a designated. I never knew. see. This is why I asked Robert. He wouldn't know the that, answer.
1: That that was a really good answer. For, really Thank fast. You. I, I also, would have never come up with that.
0: Robert's like a third cousin. <laughs> he's very smart, insightful, and quick. Not as maybe not as insightful or as I think, but he's very <laughs> insightful and what
2: about so, Galliano, sure.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I love that they're going through these votes, and they're like, three people voted for, Ver- Ver- for Darian. And Candy Muse is like, I'll just fucking say it. I did it. Right? And she goes, <laughs> and she goes look, I-, I like you, Darian. Whatever. <laughs> but this Monica Beverly Hills, she cried, and so I felt sorry for her. So I had to vote for Mom." First of all, it's fucking bullshit. That is not true. Yeah. But then I love that every other queen was like, "That's a good one." I'm gonna take that one. They're like, "Yeah, I agree with Candy." It's just like, what story did Monica tell? What that that fucking she worked hard. That they've all worked hard to be there. Right. They all. De- they all deserve. It. They all. It's the thing you say. She just cries a lot. They. I mean, look. The, I think Darian I mean, lost
1: the- to Monica Beverly Hills since her season. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, if I see I may what you're say, saying. <laughs> yeah, when she's in drag, I don't notice that. Maybe she's just really, really fantastic at her proportion before that happened, and now, and it doesn't matter. But I don't, I don't see the weight loss in her drag now. I see it in her confessional for sure. Maybe I'm like yeah. blind. I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, it only is a positive thing, not to be like, "What do you mean she doesn't look like she lost weight?" But just the whole time she looked good. That sounds to like me. a
0: positive. I agree with you that that she looks fat on the runway. Um, okay. <laughs> That's what every woman wants to hear. Oh, you lost a ton of weight. You look exactly the same. I think it's a, I think it's a proportion. I think Couldn't it's a tell. proportion thing. Oh, where, you? <laughs> where, <I don't> where?
2: <laughs> know that Those oh, are so nasty. You look exactly the same.
0: Um, <laughs> so in the workroom now, they're going over the rolls, right? And Candy goes. Oh. Are, oh. What, uh, what did i let you have it, Robert, if you're right here.
2: What, well, what you I talking? hope that it's the same one. She's like, have you watched a lot of SNL? There's lots of dry comedy.
0: And I was like, <laughs> what SNL are you watching?
2: <laughs> and she says it with the usual house of Aja, whatever they call themselves, sort of arrogant confidence yeah. that they know exactly what they're talking about and everyone else is wrong. And then she just spits out the most blatantly incorrect thing. It's like SNL, the show with the live studio obvi- audience that is prompted to laugh, is yes that manages off of improv and such yeah. comedy uses a lot of dry comedy. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is dry comedy to you? Yeah,
0: I don't know right. what comedy she was talking about. Maybe it wasn't literally wet in the studio because uh. the show where, you know, the big characters are like these cheerleaders or the, the woman who goes like the girl who goes to Catholic school and smells under her armpits. and the uh, little what, hands. What, what, remember Chris Kattan was like a monkey? Remember? was he a monkey that fucked everybody or something? Hmm. You remember this <laughs> yes
1: i do know i can see it church, in my head
0: church lady is dry comedy what dry what the? What? i was like yeah. this the, what, she doesn't know what dry comedy is
1: right a guy that lives down by the van and by the river in a van yeah yeah that that yeah. was a dry subtle yeah, yeah a nuanced performance and then, and then at
0: the, would they end the sketch with him jumping and landing on a table and breaking it you know that yeah. dry it's comedy the yeah.
2: driest thing i've ever seen
0: okay couple of things let's talk about this it wasn't even a fight really they're trying to make it something about this going for the news anchor role Naisha should have 100 percent fought for that role because she probably yes. actually could have pulled it off and been safe right i think i don't know it's hard to tell but i like that she says if you're talented then you don't need to fight for the role and i was like you should have fought for the role
2: did you take my notes i have exactly that <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah they're like, I, it really gagged me that Nasia, when she said that in the nasty, cunty way that a former continental winner, I guess, is entitled to speak to people, as she mm. couldn't even look at her as she said it. She just was head down on her notes, like a like a bullied kid saying something under their breath to someone. It was just very strange.
1: Y'all really hate this, Nasha Lopez.
2: I don't hate her at all. I wish I liked her I more. Her. Actually, I just think she's as I'll dry as Candy thinks SNL is. I'm trying to think. Okay.
0: I get- <laughs> I definitely like her more than Brooklyn Heights. I definitely like her more than Soju and Todrick Hall. But she's up there for people I don't like. I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't like her. When we t- we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the rest of the episode. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp what would I do for an extra hour in the day? I'll tell you, I want to write more. In a a, a previous life, I uh, was a writer, wanted to be a writer, all that jazz, you know, wrote things. And then it seems now that I podcast, which is a, a, a great creative outlet, by the way, I just write less. And well, I do write a lot. I just, I don't know why I'm going on about this. I write less I don't write creatively as much as I want to. Now it's mostly just writing about RuPaul's drag race or whatever's coming up for the show. And if I had an extra hour, I would spend it writing. And that's what I would do with an extra hour. That's what matters to me. But what matters to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. I have benefited very much from therapy, and it's helped me set priorities in my life. Hell, the reason I am a podcaster full time is because of therapy. It helped me realize where my priorities were. And I benefited from therapy, and I think everyone can benefit from therapy. And that's why I think you should give better help a try. It's entirely online, it's designed to be convenient, it's designed to be flexible, and you can totally fit it in your own schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag Race. And we are back. It's time. By the way, during the break, Robert just insulted me some more. That's all he did. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for table visits. and RuPaul's joined by SNL alum Bobby Moynihan. Jessica and Jimbo <laughs> make obvious sex jokes and bust up RuPaul. Meanwhile, RuPaul talks about Heidi's natural comedy ability that consists of whistling through the gap in her teeth. It's elimination day. And she goes, you have natural comedy ability, Heidi. And then she goes like, super. Wait, hold on. Super. Wait, wait. You hey, Taylor, you, you say something with a bunch of s. What the fuck is happening right here? What the f- okay, thank you. Okay, do it. Go ahead, Taylor.
1: So, uh, with a whole <laughs> bunch of s's. Mm-hmm. Simply, I have to sit by the sunshine in St. Petersburg with a Sunday on
0: on Saturday. I constantly marvel, about why do I have a slide whistle just in my desk? <laughs> at, at, I was going to say,
1: I can just imagine your parents sitting downstairs and just hearing the slide whistle coming out of your room and just looking at each other and then going back to reading the newspaper.
2: <laughs> Showmanship.
0: God, wish I could. That was pretty dry humor I did there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not my, that's not my dry SNL humor. That Someone I'm gonna get use.
2: this man on SNL stuff. Yeah, I'm going
0: to be on SNL. Uh, It's elimination day and the girls get ready for the runway. James has always dreamed of performing in SNL. Candy and Nation discuss voting strategies. Nation names her biggest competition. Meanwhile, Lala tries to form an alliance with Heidi. Let's start with our good friend, Roberto Mata. By the way, just good friend. Not a, not just no more than like, not that not a romantic thing. It's just Delta work. Then way
2: down. Trobatans. All right.
0: (laughs) Not related. Uh, let's start with Roberto them.
2: Well, what made me laugh, I was laughing when you were giving this intro because every time I hear the name Bobby Moynihan, do you remember the season nine finale when Trinity the Tuck had, or Trinity Taylor at the time do was I, I featured? Was there. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. So we know the audience levels up whatever. And... And
0: when RuPaul comes out, the house,
2: the theater shakes. <laughs> Joe cries. Joe I cries. cries. Joe One
0: cries. Single yes. yeah. Uh-huh. single and
2: tear. And
0: I sat by he the... Was like, a, I he was, was gonna, gonna leave. He was gonna leave that episode. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna leave because it's so boring. And then Sasha Velour, and I have never jumped out of my chair, but when Sasha Velour, Sasha Velour did the thing with the wig, I leapt out and I did that like Arsenio Hall like, like fist... Thing he's that, that audiences do. Sorry, go ahead, Robert. no Nobody,
2: it's all good. So, before all of that, and but no one clapped happened. for Alexis
0: Michelle. No one clapped for her. <laughs> oh my Valentina god, Valentina got a lot god. of applause, but not Alexis Michelle. Is and that me. a surprise? I'm so no. happy
2: for Mexico. And by also,
0: RuPaul's security guards were so fucking twunky, Latino hot. Mm. Thank you. Glenn.
2: I looked them up, I didn't agree, but you get yours, Joe. Uh-huh. uh so. While all of that was happening, RuPaul has this bit with Trinity the Tuck during you know, like her celebrity support moment where mm-hmm. they go over the fact that she was featured on an SNL skit with a bunch of men in, I don't know, like some blue collar outfit. And it was Chris, Chris Pine, Pine is in right? It. Exactly. And yeah. they keep focusing on Chris Pine and Trinity is clearly getting horny on stage. And then RuPaul says, and we have a special guest celebrity message for you obviously everyone expecting it to be Chris Pine and then fucking Bobby Moynihan shows up on the camera and like the disappointments like palpable (laughs) and I feel so bad for him because he seems like he's always having such a good time but the disappointment felt palpable again in this episode so I'll never not think about Bobby Moynihan and um Bitches I'm back type of reappearances.
0: You know, it's so funny you say that because of all the SNL um veterans, he's probably the one that I've seen around LA the most. He seems like a nice yep. enough guy. You know, like mm-hmm. I've never met him, but like I've seen him engaging with people, he seems very nice. Um, but it's funny, I've seen him around. I'm like, wow, he's pretty available. Bobby Moynihan's pretty and this is when he was on SNL. Like, he's a pretty available guy.
2: Um, all right, Taylor, do you have any thoughts? No. <laughs> Not really. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. joe how did you feel when Nation lopez said that she has to be excited about a queen in order to vote for her in the voting this i don't
0: i don't listen to a fucking thing this nation nisha lopez could be telling me to watch out for a truck coming for me and i would not listen to her i would rather have a truck hit hit me yeah because then that means Mm -hmm. i'm around (laughs) Nation lopez right i'm gonna tell you speaking of the season speaking of the season nine finale I, where I was sitting, right? They had an empty seat in front of me because that's where they they were moving people out, like the parents and stuff like that, right? Yeah. She did some bit on the season. I don't remember what she did, right? She had to sit in front of me. What a tiny little person. And I wanted to vomit when she was sitting there. Thank you. So, Kahana's (laughs) doing, she's doing her confessional. And she goes, (sighs) in whatever season she was on, she goes, my season, I didn't do well on the acting challenge. But you know what? The years have passed. Time time has happened. I've worked on myself. And I've done RPDR live. And I'm like, okay. And she goes, so I'm ready. Do they do acting in Drag Race
2: Live in Vegas? It is scripted, right? Probably, Well, then I wouldn't go see
0: that show. I would go ask for a refund. Because we saw how this Kahana was doing the, the cat desk bit. The only thing she it, prepared for... You know what it is? It's the same thing with this Naisha and this Kahana. They And I'm like, oh, do you watch the show, Tamar? You know, because it's one of these things where they still think this is season one, season two, where it's all about the looks. They forget everything else. Ka- By the way, Kahana was beautiful before. And now all of a sudden she has the gigantic Lisa Rinna lips, and she's like just constantly talking about how, you know, plucked and pulled back she is and then, then meanwhile this Nisha she keeps talking the beauty the be- only beautiful thing that ever happened with Nation is she left
2: <laughs> it just fascinates me how Nasha Lopez has managed to fester this just really toxic place in your mind Joe you what, what did Nation? do tell you to you?
0: I'll tell you what it is going back to season 8 I didn't know what this Miss Continental was Right? I don't know what it was. Mm -hmm. The miscontent. What do I know about that, right? And she goes, Do you remember when she's on the episode when she goes like she's like she's on the ground? I remember she's on the floor sitting down and she's like sewing something or doing something. She's talking to somebody. Chi Chi. (laughs) Robert already knows. He goes, Chi-Chi Devane. (laughs) And she goes, she goes, Yeah. My girlfriend's the moon. No, she goes, Yeah. Um, (laughs) That is such an obscure reference. Like I'm sure someone gets it out there. But is that, that from, is
2: from Avatar? Yes. Oh my God. The last what? airbender to clarify. Yes, the last airbender. Not Maybe you Dave do Carole know the team. Jimmy Neutron reference then. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so um that is God, I can't believe Robert got that one. Anyway, um. So she's sitting there and she goes, Yeah, I i just I just won Miss Continental, right? <laughs> and she, she kind of didn't know what it was right or she was like so
2: she, she was like is that oh she, no she she didn't know what it was but she didn't care for pageants <laughs> and then Naisha gives this whole unprompted like life coaching session to Chichi, who's just like okay
0: <laughs> yeah and i think that was animal i don't like those kinds of people i don't like Humble brag yeah, well yeah anything i don't like brag then heidi again with the fuck cock the whistle and the table visits right And then uh, why wasn't Bobby Moynihan a judge? You're doing a fucking send up of SNL, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, let's just have the SNL guy do a walkthrough, which I think was really smart. But why isn't he also a judge?
1: Answer for that, Taylor. But they do that all the time with things. They'll They'll have, you know, Lady Gaga was a judge and they didn't. Was that they didn't do a Lady Gaga song? They, did do they, they do a Lady Gaga song. Well, they did a Bobby Moynihan song, so that, that part did happen. But <laughs> but it just seems like there are times in which they have somebody on. You're like, oh, like when Christina Aguilera was on, you thought, oh, well, they're going to lip sync to a Christina Aguilera, and they didn't.
0: And someone you know, who's just had a deal with this, and Robert didn't deal with it, it, that part might not be their fault.
2: Well, they have Bowen Yang, who's a current SNL. They have Bowen Yang, who's a current SNL cast member, on the roster for uh, a guest judging this season. Oh, he is. Along with like my several year long crush, Matt Rogers, and so I'm like, why, why couldn't you have scheduled that a little bit better? But
1: what can you do? Well, I mean, Robin Thede as a judge makes sense with yeah. the black lady sketch show. So and she I was mean, good. It, and she was good. She was, she she was really, really good. good.
2: She was really Wait, good. Like, but do it's the you same thing here? Uh, don't I, she have... looks exactly like Lucy Laduca?
0: A black Lucy LaDuca. Robin
2: Thede looks exactly like Lucy LaDuca. No, Robin Thede is it. beautiful. Oh, <laughs> she doesn't look like Lucy Leducca. Robin Thede is beautiful, but I guess maybe all the beautiful elements that Luc- Lucy has were transposed onto Robin Thede's face. They have the same eyes and smile and nose. But sometimes it's a scheduling thing. Like, you would think that we would
0: have the uh, the goddess of glitz, glamour, goth, gossip, and gore, the icon of the uh, L.A. comedy and improv and sketch scene, Laurie Roggenkamp, here... But we didn't work out. We had her in a season premiere.
1: So? So instead you've got your fourth cousin on.
0: <laughs> I I would be so I would be honored to make it the sixth cousin. I don't know.
2: I think that, I, thing I is, gave you second cousin already.
0: But why but why is Delta and by the way, I, I was talking to a friend, a mutual friend that Robert and I have, and he was like trying to make excuses for Robert saying that. I was so Because upset about
2: I'm it. right. It's not trying to make excuses. I was just saying that we are from different regions of Mexico. So my first cousins are generally from the same like parts of Mexico that share that sense of humor. And you're from that other part that has a slightly different <laughs> sense of humor.
1: The, the, the way the other part, the hand gestures was, that was my favorite thing that's happened tonight. <laughs> you're from that other part. I mean, really, we're all from
2: California, but you know what I mean. Yeah.
0: I've been, I went to Mexico one time. I went to Puerto Vallarta at a resort and never left the resort. That's
2: not Mexico.
0: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. The part I of hope Mexico. There's a that PB I'm queen
2: from. on Drag Race Mexico. By
0: the way, speaking of people are probably feeling feeling this way about this conversation, but that alliance convo with Lala, Re, and Heidi was so cringy. It was uh-huh. so cringy because Heidi was clearly like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> not yeah oh that's a good idea uh-huh i feel like i've done that when like someone asked me to go somewhere and i'm i know i'm not gonna go and they're like um hey joe can you take me and my parents to
2: the magic castle and i'm like shut what? the fuck up i knew that was coming <laughs> and i'm
0: like oh yeah that could yeah sure call me when it's close i actually the-
2: said joe you were just bragging about having just a drawer load of VIP passes and you 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 can't pay people to get rid of them. So if you wouldn't mind, I would like to take one. And then you said, in your little plot, plot-headed mind, I'm going to get some comedy r- information about Robert by hanging out with his parents, so I need to go with him.
0: Oh, oh no, 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 I think you're overthinking this. I will tell you right <laughs> now, especially since you're well-behaved, and I'm sure your family's well-behaved, it will literally be a... Oh, nice to meet you. Let me walk you around the magic castle. Remember when we get to the part to the bar where the sissy lalas are in that tour? Mm -hmm. I will be like, see you later, and then walk right out. I will be there under twenty minutes. You're gonna put on a suit just to be there for twenty minutes? Well, because I see you as my friend. I see you as my friend. Yes. You know. And so I will do that. (laughs) That's what I do for my cousins. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right let's talk about the maxi challenge it's rdr live uh and i have the sketches right here we can go let's just do really quickly around the horn about these sketches the first one was uh, a cdc sketch where like they had these people who were kind of playing sort of the extras but there were other uh drag race queens so it really was focused on james mansfield and Nasha lopez as um dr ouchie is that what his name was and then um i think so and then dr blackwell um let's start with you taylor what were your thoughts on this sketch it was horrible
1: (laughs) it was there was not good i it it didn't seem to make a whole lot of sense or it was a lot of build-up for nothing um and it it ended in the way that a lot of these sketches do with everybody just screaming and yelling and rolling around that's way our show ends
0: yeah
2: robert what were you thinking uh Pretty much the same as Taylor. I will say, I think it was the worst sketch, and things got better from there forward. Oh, okay. Very good. So, you know, what? I, I agree with that. Trajectory.
0: You know, earlier, I was saying, oh my god, it's too bad Lori wasn't on. But then when I was thinking about it, I'm like, I'm so glad Lori wasn't on. Because then she'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me tell you. Okay, when you have a sketch, there's something called the game. And you have to find, and then you're like. And she's still explaining, like, the history and science of sketch comedy. And I'm just like, I have to go to a Greek restaurant in a little bit. Okay. Opening monologue with Candy Muse. And then, again, side appearance from uh, Mrs. Kasha Davis. What were your thoughts there, Robert?
2: I thought Kasha stole the scene from Candy. Candy was clearly reading a teleprompter. I'm thrilled she knows how to read. At least words. <laughs> but otherwise, I thought that um, the jokes were pretty baseline and didn't actually go there they tried to you know make fun of drag race itself by making reference to shakespeare which is one of drag race's best moments ever so i don't know why they would do that but um yeah it just kasha was the best part of that
1: taylor i would agree kasha was the best part of that and it's candy only seems to have one level like there's nothing nuanced about Candy Muse and when she comes out and just the way that it was clear she was reading off of a teleprompter it was clear that there was there was no like ups and downs to anything and it was it was okay like i was not disgusted by candy's performance but i wasn't just like oh wow she did really good she was just like well she did good for her that doesn't mean a lot coming from me
0: Candy talks like she constantly wants to burp, but the burp won't come up (laughs) past her diaphragm, and so she's trying to talk before. Yeah, like like, and she's trying to talk like where the burp's coming, you know, but it just never comes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kasha was great. She did a you know, Kasha. I would say was low key, uh, sort of the thread that held this together in some kind of way. That that used to actually be. They used to call Phil Hartman the glue. Like if you watch a lot of these old 90s, early, late 80s sketches that were really good, particularly actually a good one. The one that Chris, uh, Taylor brought up, the, the Van by the River, uh, the, the Matt Foley sketch, is that that sketch is going off the rails and he is holding it together. He's not particularly funny, but he's holding the sketch together. And that was sort of he was also funny, but that was also very much his talent. And I feel like Kasha was sort of Mm -hmm. doing that, too, is holding it together, giving it a a grounded sense. I sound like Lori. All right. The Gardening Service Commercial (laughs) with Jimbo, Jessica, and Mrs. Kasha Davis. Uh, Your thoughts,
1: Taylor? This was the best one out of all of them, I thought. Oh, really? Um, Yeah. Well, I thought that it... Was J- Jimbo tends to in sketches kind of play the same? Actually, Jimbo just kind of is the same character throughout everything. Where, where the the big boobed and we the, the big boobed like knockoff Jennifer Coolidge kind of thing. We try to do that sort of thing. Um But it was the one that kind of made the most sense. It it was. It it was it was okay. I think actually the worst part of it might have actually been Mrs. Kasha Davis when she came in because that lesbian thing went on way too long. That part of the sketch that's almost like where she kind of a lot of gays feel the the same way too. (laughs) But um, of all of them, it was the one that it was the one that I probably actually like chuckled a couple of times too. All right, R R M. Uh, Flip side. I thought that it was.
2: Not entertaining, and I thought that Kasha was the best part of it personally um and it didn't go on too long in my mind. I agree with because Robert she was Mata. acting so well, and it was such a different character from what she had just done the previous scene.
0: I agree with brat Mata, and I agree with the judges I think the judges were kind of being kind trying to be nice. I think Jessica Wilde was awful, and I think Jimbo did a good job of balancing her and sort of trying to keep it again grounded uh in a little bit of sense of like not just doing going too crazy. And then I think Kasha – I think, I thought Kasha was good. Okay. I, I want to apologize for Taylor being so negative. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> next we have QNN, <laughs> the Queen Network News, a weekend update spoof. Uh, let's. We're going to break this up in a couple of ways. Heidi and Lala Ree as the co-hosts, it seemed like they really were doing a takeoff specifically of Michael Che and Colin Jost with the whole sort of like shady comments back and forth. What did you think of that, Robert?
2: I thought Heidi did fantastic. Uh, before they started trading barbs, that joke she had about Jiggly Caliente and the three foot sex toy when she made that, she did that physical comedy component was mm-hmm. probably the funniest moment of the episode. Um, and I, unfortunately, I don't think Lala knows how to deliver a joke well. So some mm-hmm. of the writing was there, but her actual joke telling wasn't. So it mm-hmm. made a weird imbalance, which the weekend update typically doesn't have. Usually they're two consummate professionals. So. I oh I mean as much as you can be on a sketch, but I just thought Heidi did well, so I was all about it.
0: Taylor,
1: yeah, Lala Ree felt very telepromptery that she was clearly reading, whereas Heidi gave Heidi gave inflection. There was there was changes in her in her in her voice, and even the way like the body language and stuff. She just looked like somebody that was that would have she looked like a veteran news provider you know just like her body language so in that regards i thought heidi did do really really well with that
0: all right and then uh, let's move on to the kahana Montrese uh cat desk bit what were your thoughts
1: there taylor she could have gone so many different ways with that
3: there's yeah. so much Out that she door. could have
1: done as far as like <laughs> as far as like with her voice and and just like body language and and, uh, and she just kind of she it was kahana sitting there reading a speech dressed like a cat. That's all that it was. There was nothing special about that.
0: You know, to to, to kind of jump on what you said, I kind of feel like um, uh, Lucy LaDuca too. uh, Robin Thede, is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. She kind of, she wasn't even saying this specifically, but in giving the critique and doing a, a, a personification of it, she just channeled Eartha a Kit, and that would have been a very smart thing to do. If you just would have done an Earth a Kit impression, I think uh-huh. it could have made it better and safer. What do you think, Robert?
2: It could have, but Juju B just did that on Snatch Game on All Stars 5,
0: mm-hmm. which
2: I guess only nerds like me will remember, really, even though that was Juju's shining moment that season. But they've done other um, queens
0: multiple times, they've done in Joan Crawford. For you sure, know. you're right. You're Val- right. Valentino and, was uh, Earth a hit too, and like Liza and <laughs> you know, yeah.
2: It's all that's all true. That's true. I I just still I don't think that in general the cat character is going to succeed no matter what you do with it. Like that's the stinker role that you should have that bad attitude that Naisha had about. You know, it's just what are you gonna do with the sack of shit? Shine mm. it.
0: I think a cat character could do
2: well. You don't think so? I would. I would like to see it. It would be great if everyone succeeded in everything. But like a cat character is not inherently funny.
0: Uh, All right. Now we have uh, what was the next? Oh, the final one was the New Jersey chat show with Darian and Alexis. I actually like this one, even though it is one of all the sketches the most ripped off, blatantly ripped off sketch uh from snl mm-hmm. i mean they literally just took this might be before robert's time they took that mike myers coffee uh clatch or what was it called coffee talk sketch and just made it with two jersey girls i thought it was the sweater weather sweater
1: weather you know the, it's,
0: it's, it's combined wait the sweater weather could remember coffee talk he loved barbara streisand right did the sweater weather love anybody yeah sweaters <laughs> uh, yeah, so th- i think they combine those two sketches so in coffee talk remember like linda richmond yeah linda, linda richmond would be like yeah oh can we talk and then she loved barbara streisand and then on, a, on one episode finally barbara streisand showed up and it was the same thing it was that sketch and you're right it was sweater weather yeah with uh coffee talk so, but, but I think it made it for a successful sketch. I thought it was good. What did you think there, uh, uh, Taylor?
1: It was okay. It was all right. I mean, yeah, it was clearly the most ripped off from anything else, but it was um, it wasn't terrible. It just it wasn't great. Mata,
2: I think your explanation explains why I thought it was the best written because mm-hmm. clearly they didn't have a lot of a lot of hands in actually creating the concept, but the jokes were there. The drinking from the straw were there. The the typical Michelle Visage stuff was there. She came in, which was a a good thing. The only thing I thought was not so great about it was Michelle, Alexis. Michelle's breastplate was like hanging off of her neck and created this like chasm between her and her body. And I really, really wanted Darian to just stick her fingers in it and just (laughs) like, (laughs) but that didn't happen. So, um, yeah.
0: Did you say chasm because you're playing a lot of tears of the kingdom?
2: I think that's probably why it's four fronts of mind. Yeah.
0: All right. Now I'm going to let you guys just do your thing. I'm just going to step away. I'm going to turn my mic off. Taylor, I'll let you run the
1: show. It's the looks. Let's keep it short. Okay. Am I going to look at the looks? or Do I have to remember who's everybody was? Or I think it's time to just free ball, Taylor. What are you feeling? What are you seeing? Okay. Well, What wh- do you remember? What were, your, what were your favorite looks? If you had to pick your three favorite <clears throat> looks, Robert, what would they be? I remember Jessica Wilde's
2: look being well-constructed. It was a butterfly net in white that had butterflies embedded within the uh, sort of bulbous netting throughout the body. And mm-hmm. that's all I remember. <laughs> that's all you remember? Okay. I, in, terms of, in terms of like a good look. I remember okay. Jimbo getting a lot of praise on his look, which I thought was a bit of a haphazard mess. You know, they called it an all-star moment. I thought Alyssa Edwards' camera dress was a better, <laughs> sillier version of that concept. Really? In a stupid, ridiculous way. Not in like a like a design way, but just I thought what Jimbo did had too many like wires that were everywhere and then the glittering made no sense with the the detailing on the actual like skirt drapes that were coming down
1: and the glasses were cool though. I like those. I like the glasses and I like the white makeup on the face and and the fact that it was all the lights I, and it was something different whereas everybody else did like netting he did like the internet. So in that yeah. regards I really appreciate that. And it was something very different from what everybody else did. True. I actually really liked Nasha's dress. I thought it was very pre- it was it was very like v- comic book villain to me it with was, like the it dark was. makeup and it it just in that regards it was very pretty. Um, yeah. Another one that I kind I really kind of liked actually was Alexis Michelle's. I thought it was oh, she very pretty. Gorgeous. She, she looked she looked gorgeous. She is somebody who has definitely upped her game as far as makeup goes. Where she uh, I feel like she she's definitely she's learned how to blend I think a little bit more than she did when she was on her season. Yeah. So what about uh what were some of the outfits you didn't like?
2: I started off with Darian's basketball look, thinking, like, this is interesting. And then by the time she dropped the net sort of sloppily and had a difficult time with it, I was like, okay, the execution here is not where it should be. But a fun Mm -hmm. concept that could have been um, judged up a bit, right? Yeah. And then uh, (laughs) it's just me noticing silly shit that Candy Muse says. But she comes out in yet another Kim Kardashian-inspired look. And she has her face emblazoned across her entire front side. And she said something on her runway monologue to the effect of I don't know if you can tell, but hidden really, hidden in the look is my face. But that's like the only (laughs) thing that you can see in the look. It's front and center, girl. Um, Yeah. So and I, I didn't think that the outfit
1: itself was well constructed. So it yeah. felt very much like when she did that weird green bodysuit on her season yeah, where she had that, the thing strapped to her back. She just had something alien. strapped to her front this time.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. What did you think? Anything that caught sticks out for being heinous?
1: Um, Mrs. Kasha Davis's outfit was not <gasps> great. Oh, th- why would you even remind me of that? I, with the weird skirt that didn't go with the rest of the like that that should have been a full skirt like Alexis Michelle because then you're coming mm-hmm. almost like a fairy godmother sort of thing that's collecting yeah. butterflies, you know. I would all I would even say if that's the if that's the route you're going, that concept was done better by Ginger Minj on her last All Star season mm-hmm. when she wore like the safari outfit with the big butterfly net. Like, yeah, that would have been a better way to go. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of. I'm tired of the patches, the the teeth, the mouth and teeth patches on all of uh, Heidi stuff. Oh, so definitely. That's like a, if this is going to be your brand through the entire season, if, find more creative ways to to do it because I'm I'm getting tired of it already. And um, I'm trying to think of somebody else. Well, what's I can't even think stranger is that
2: the gap wasn't even that big of a thing in her original season, right? You know, it was a thing, but it wasn't her crowning moment by any means so why continually emphasize that
1: but but, but i want to thank you for, for for talking with me about this and i want to thank i want to thank joe for allowing me the opportunity to to talk about this and take over the fashion segment for just a second and we want to thank new york the, the fourth lady of the fifth lady of the show and and everybody kids you can go to bed now good night
2: <laughs> joe had to put the music on because he heard you praise Nasha lopez
0: <laughs> on the main stage, Jimbo, James, and Heidi are in the top, while Nasha and Kahana are in the bottom too. In the end, Jimbo was named the top all-star of the week and forced to battle it out in a, against lip-sync assassin Pangina. Heels in a lip-sync smackdown for their legacies. The song, She-Bop, by Cindy Lauper. In the end, Pangina was named the winner of the lip-sync, forcing her to read the name of the girl who had been selected to leave by the queens. The queen, Naisha Lopez. Ladies, any final thoughts on the episode... Why don't we start with you, Taylor the Latte Boy?
1: Well, okay, two things. One is Jimbo is never going to win any money. (laughs) Lip syncing. (laughs) I just remember from UK versus the world and this that he's – Jimbo is not a good lip syncer. Jimbo just kind of Jimbo is from like the Tammy Brown. We're just going to kind of dance around and not really know what we're doing. And we don't have a concept. So they should all be excited every month, every episode that Jimbo wins, because that means that the the cash prize is going to go up by $10,000. Um, I had thought that I had spoiled it for myself. Um, the day after the episode aired, because somebody online posted, that uh, Kahana had the first episode curse. She was another victim of the first episode curse of where she won and then was in the bottom. But I was at work and I was kind of scrolling through there. And I went, fuck, Kahana's going home. And I spoiled it for myself. So when I thought the whole time that she was going home. So when they said Naisha's name, I audibly gasped and scared my husband because <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, that's not who was supposed to go home. And then I realized like what it was. So that was a, that was a little treat for me is that I thought I knew what was going to happen. And then there was a twist. Robert, but disappointing oh. lip sync. That's all.
2: I think to Joe's glee when Naisha Lopez was leaving her exit line, which, you know, she should have had something prepared. She just says with the most red, tear filled eyes, This is just the beginning. And then mm-hmm. she just saunters <laughs> off. Which I know Joe's vicious, toxic second cousin ass is crackling cracking up crack crackling, crackling. He's living in. Yeah, he's doing something. I mean, Joe probably stood up and applauded at his TV the third time he watched this episode. Just thrilled every time this girl goes home.
0: It was like when I was at season nine and Sasha Velour took the wig off and the rose petals flew down. (laughs) I did the same thing. I stood up and I started pumping my fists. Any other thoughts, Robert?
2: Uh, I wish I could have been a guest on a more succulent episode you know something good and juicy uh, because this this challenge is not just to
0: plug this this is just a weird week because we had two episodes drop but we're gonna be on every week talking about the bigger issues of the show making fun of each other uh (laughs) you know being
2: friends i'll be friends (laughs) with you it'll be good um okay first of all speaking of being friends with me actually I had to wait to watch this episode. You know, I watched live at High Tops. They mm-hmm. put on the first episode and reception was so bad that they didn't even put on the second episode. Yeah. Oh. They dead ass put on like college curling instead.
1: Yeah. It was sad. Which was which was better than this episode probably. <laughs> Unfortunately,
2: yeah. I go home, you know, like at least I have another hour of shit to watch later and then I put it on and I'm like, "Well, there's that." Yeah. Um. Okay, let's talk
0: about Jimbo. I said this, I said this last week. I go there's something about Jimbo. I think I said this. Meet the Queens. Where I like him. And I root for him. Then he does something that just puts me off. I don't like burping. Don't burp on the fucking like, right? That's gross. I was grossed out. I didn't like it.
2: I I swear I still think you stole my notes, Joe, because I wrote something similar. I just said that in these notes, like, during Canada Season 1, I loved Jimbo. He's not my favorite of the season, but up there. And then in UK versus the World, when he came on, he had a very affected version of the personality that he had on Canada Season 1, and it's continued Mm -hmm. into All-Stars 8, where he's sort of, like, dead behind the eyes, giving really, like, bad, sort of, like, like he gets a script and he's like, "If only I can read." Like that's like the height of comedy. Like that's like it's just it's, like <laughs> shit. Like like little little quips that aren't funny at all, and he knows they're not funny, but he feels like obligated to speak in a comedic manner at every yeah. point. And like the burp elicited the same response for me, where he's just kind of like smiling, like a. I'm not gonna use the word sociopath because it's not that intense, but just like dead behind the eyes. Miss Girl isn't feeling anything. I think she's the. Camera TV lights have sucked her soul out or something.
1: It's she's leaning into the clown part of the drag clown. For I sure. I think that there is something about it that because clowns freak me out. So mm-hmm. I think that there is something about it where that when you talk about that dead behind the eyes and just where that we're trying to do that just kind of clownish stuff versus being uh, being drag. That's true.
2: And I I appreciate more clownery in drag because you know the overlap is obvious um i guess i just wish jimbo was either on when he was on and that was it or better at being on all the time yeah. if that makes i don't sense. like
0: clonery in crack yeah. <laughs> 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 well that's gonna do it for this week oh robert by the way g- give your socials give your plug. thank you for being here robert by the way
2: Oh, sure. Sorry for my mic problems. Uh, no, don't REWB54 I. on all your favorite social media channels, except TikTok, because I don't do that shit.
0: Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode, of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All Star Season 8. So for Taylor the Latte Boy, Roberto Mata, and
1: uh, myself, sashay away until next week.
3: Thank you for listening to Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can also email us at recap at afterthought.media. For more Drag Race and LGBTQ content, support us over at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can also watch video versions of the show and more over at youtube.com slash dragracerecap. This podcast was produced by Luke Stamen. Taylor the Latte Boy has another podcast. It's called Pod Is My Co Pilot, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow Taylor on Instagram at P I M C Taylor. Follow Joe Batance on Instagram and TikTok at Joe Batance. Special thanks to these expensive tier Patreon supporters Alex S., Anonymous, April Pacheco, Astute Girl, Brad Coley, Carter McKinnon. Karina Williamson, Doofus Maximus, E. Smith, Elizabeth Timmer, Emma, Humble Pie, J. Thomas Blank, Jesse Harris, Kathy Zender, Lauren Eckert, Lucy Carrasco, Luke Stamen, Mike Yeager, Nikki Baker, Poppy Woods, Ricardo Herrera, Robert NYC, Robin Eggenberger, Runner Brandon, Sarah Yu, Tom Bombs, Travi Cosmos, Troy Anderson, Zach Nelson, Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought media podcast.